0: again, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: And my name is Caitlin McKinnon.
0: There are so many ways you can listen to us. SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe, notifications will come, so on and so forth. Hey, Jordan. Hmm?
1: You seem a little sad.
0: Well, I mean... Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Logan trailer? Yes. And you said what would have been a more interesting story when we were talking about the original comic? Yeah. I said, you know, it's about the villains winning. Yeah. And you were like, well, what would have been a more interesting story? is not how the world fell apart, but how good or bad a job these people did actually governing. Yeah. You remember? You wanted to find out how that story ended?
1: Yeah. You, I remember that. You're
0: going to learn today.
1: <sighs> oh, dear. We all going to learn. So the, the bad guys have won. Uh, friends, listen,
0: I'm not... <laughs> bear with me. I just have a couple things I need to get off my soul regarding post-electoral nonsense. It's been a week by the time you're hearing this. Most of us have already come to terms, more or less. Not all of us. Caitlin, I don't think we'll even have an opinion on this subject, because she can't even bear to talk about it. Correct?
1: I don't know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah. <laughs> for ignorance. God bless her. Um, I had gone out, you will recall, last week I'd been talking about that birthday i was planning for you know i was buying all these gifts for yes and election night somewhat relieved to know that i was like not going to have to deal with it because that was the kid's birthday i was gonna go out take her out for dinner and was not going to see any of it you know i checked 538 a couple times before i went out you know got the forecast yep was looking all good had a lovely dinner with her gave her her gifts killed it king of birthdays (laughs) coronate me now
1: you need an award or something
0: yep and you know Put her in her Uber, sent her home, started walking towards the streetcar stop, opened my phone, refreshed 538. It told a much different story at that point, point. Yes. and I just stopped where I was frozen on College Street for like 10 minutes, trying to make sense of how all of this had shaken out before finally shaking myself back into action, which was heading straight to a convenience store to buy a pack of cigarettes on some (laughs) Lloyd Bridges and airplane type shit. Like,
1: I think, I think a lot of people had the same reaction.
0: looks like I picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue.
1: (laughs) Basically.
0: Um, but listen, you've all been, if you are of a mindset like myself and Caitlin, you have probably already been reading your postmortems and your electoral analyses and you've looked at the numbers and there are much smarter and more eloquent people than me to break all of that down for you. Uh, specifically, recommend the Slate Political Gab Fest. Go check them out. They had a fairly comprehensive breakdown of how this all happened. Not that it's going to make you feel any better, but the one thing I really want to speak about to this that's really been bothering me is I've seen it on my Facebook feed on more than one occasion about this idea of like... I'll put it to you this way. Spoke to my mom after the election on the wednesday yes knowing my mom had been fearful yep not uh not real not real looking forward to the possibility of president dipshit so i checked up on her to see how she was doing and she was like i just i don't i don't know how this happened you're faced with a choice in that moment do you say yeah i don't know or do you say well
1: white supremacy (laughs) and And a little bit of of misogyny and and, a ton of misogyny
0: and things of that sort. Do you go down that rabbit hole with your mom? I did choose to go down that rabbit hole a little bit with my mom. And after, you know, two minutes of that, my mom said, Oh, I just can, can we just talk about something more pleasant? No, I let it go. Cause she, my mom. Yes. And she going through it. There are things that will never be spoken about on this podcast that are, happening in her life that i uh for that reason i chose to let it off but at the same time in the back of my head i was just like yeah no there ain't nothing pleasant to talk about anymore there's no more talking about more pleasant
1: well i think
0: you're talking about this or you ain't talking about nothing to the point where you didn't reply and i was worried when you didn't reply but i was like please tell me that what we're doing has any sort of value because it just really felt meaningless in the day after
1: did you say that to me i did I didn't remember getting that text. I sent you a
0: Facebook message. I said, please, please reaffirm me that spending 90 minutes a week talking about nerd shit actually does some good in the world, because I've never felt more useless than I have in this moment.
1: I don't remember getting that.
0: Well, thanks for ignoring me, Kate.
1: I didn't mean to ignore you. Um,
0: <laughs> And I posted that on the Twitter for a brief moment, and then took it down, because really, who the fuck cares about my problems? <laughs> post like Well, yeah. Um, Sorry, what were you going to
1: say? Uh, I was just going to say um, in regards to speaking to people who don't really want to talk about it, um, I, am, I am slightly guilty of that, but not for the long term. It's just it was sort of – especially the, the night of and the day after, there was a lot. And as we know, the only, the only place I go is Facebook. I'm not really on other social media. I, I read a lot of news. And I read a lot of um, articles and stuff on the internet, but I don't do more social media than Facebook, really. It was just a lot because I've surrounded myself with good people. And so there was all this astonishment and frustration and anger and sadness and bewilderment. And we are most of our friends and, and we are Canadians. So a lot of people are probably wondering why would we care? It's not our country except that it's our neighbors. And,
0: and if America sneezes, the world catches a cold. So
1: yeah, which is a great way of putting it. Um, and you know, it's also the rhetoric spreads a little bit and that's sort of what we're seeing right now. Um, there's been a lot of stuff on social media, after Trump was elected, a lot of things started to happen. There were more attacks on people. There were more um, even just people saying ignorant and horrifying things to others. And it spreads to Canada really quickly. I don't know why that is, but we were kind of made up from the same base DNA. So... Uh, there's something there, and that's sort of frightening.
0: And this is what my issue is, as far as like, and the only thing I really want to get off my soul regarding all of this, because I saw from more than a couple people, white people, calling for unity, time to move on, let's just accept it. Check your fucking privilege. You have that luxury. You're able to say we should really just move on, like it's because you know what. Yeah, not everybody who voted for Trump is a racist or a homophobe or an idiot <laughs> or that. There are some people who I'm sure had noble, if to my mind, diluted reasons for voting for Trump. It is the people who have been emboldened by him to go and do the shit and say in public the shit they've been saying in private for the past eight years. Yeah. Ever since that N-word got elected in 2008. When you're telling people to move on, you are implicitly saying you don't care what happens to the people who are about to be faced with daily oppression and attacks to a level, not that they haven't already been up to this point, but to a level that we have not seen before. And it's real nice and cute for you, white people on my Facebook, to opt to check out of that. Fuck y'all, you don't get to. Um This is the shit we're in now? Y'all gonna deal with it.
1: What's nice is we don't have the same people on our Facebook. Most of my Facebook people have been, you know, supportive of others and the situation and again astonished and horrified and sad um and frustrated. I think though what I have sort of come to terms with, and this is in regards sort of to what you're saying about your mom, is we're going to have to start A lot of hard work has already been done. And I think for a lot of us, I'm going to talk about, technically I'm a millennial, so I'm just going to talk about millennials. (laughs) Um, We thought the majority of the work, of the hard work, is done. They had the protests and they had the sit-ins and they had the water cannons. And as we're learning from what's happening now and from Standing Rock, there is actually a lot of work to be done and we have to do it. And that means you have to have the really difficult, hard, uncomfortable conversations. And you have to talk to your parents about some really horrible, nasty things that maybe you don't want to. Or those people on your Facebook that share a very different view. And you have to try and not internet yell at them and that for me that's why i don't get involved in these things cuz i'm not very good at i don't think it it works much but i think if you can get one out of 10 people to maybe check their privilege or think about something in a different way or maybe put something into perspective that they wouldn't have thought of before um i think it's worth it but it's going to be really tough and that's kind of what i've come to term that i've come to terms with is that we have a long way to go And it's going to be a lot of being really aware and watching and waiting and being able to, you know, come together and, and take action. And it's very tiring that prospect, Mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, that's what, that's what we're going to have to do.
0: It's like, there's a lot of white folks out there who are like suddenly alarmed that marginalized people might not like them.
1: Surprise.
0: Surprise. Surprise welcome to the uh what was it a writer on seth meyer's late show yes did you see that clip
1: she's fantastic i can't remember her name join the fun her name was amber or something amber yeah join the fun join the fun (laughs) you
0: know that feeling you're having
1: yeah that's the feeling black people have been having
0: forever (laughs) um there was also a really good thread on twitter i can't remember the gentleman's name where he at least not that this amber writer was not but he was basically trying you know empathy he's just like you know that feeling you're having like welcome yeah this is this is what it is and you know to see white people on my facebook just like choosing not to reckon with that is just so disheartening it's like well i didn't vote for trump and i didn't do this and i didn't do that and it's like listen if kiam got to come out and denounce every act of terrorism that happens in the world yeah <laughs> because he's muslim eh, white folks you got to do your part to.
1: Well, see, and, and my thing about one, not wanting to talk about it is that there's part of me, and initially what happened, and a um, uh, senior correspondent had a post about this because he thought it was funny and sad, and sort of I think probably would speak to a lot of people, is I'm, you know, sitting there crying in his arms because I'm just sick of the world and saying, you know, that part in Star Trek. Five, where they get the whale and the lady from... No, our... I'm
0: familiar. I never saw that movie. I gonna see that
1: movie. Oh, fine. This is not for you. It's for all <laughs> the people who know Star Trek Five.
0: And are fine with whales. It was Basically. four, actually. It was the undiscovered country. No way.
1: No. No, it was five.
0: I had the soundtrack to it.
1: Pretty sure it was five.
0: You're going to make me actually Google whales right now? Yeah. No,
1: I'm going to make you Google Star Trek 5 Was it Star Trek Four? I thought all the, the even ones were supposed to be the good ones.
0: Star Trek Four was the Voyage Home. That was one with the whales.
1: That was the one with the whales.
0: So, I mean, exiled on the planet Vulcan, the ragtag former crew of the USS Enterprise steal a starship after receiving a planetary distress call from Earth. That's where they went back in time, right? Yeah. Disable global power on the planet and evaporated the oceans. Travel back in time to retrieve now extinct humpback whales. Yeah, that was. Yeah,
1: cool. yeah. Okay, Star Trek Four. Yeah, fuck that movie. Because <laughs> you don't like whales, but fuck otherwise, that movie and fuck whales. continue. Star Trek Four the lady there in our our time i'm doing that in quotations Mm. um they're about to go back to the future and she's like for god's sakes take me with you and that's what my state of mind was was like (laughs) i'm i'm done i just want to go to star trek so if someone could just come and take me and then i was like senior correspondent i would obviously take you as well um i would like to live there now and i realized after thinking about that The only way we're getting to Star Trek is if I stay and do my part to get us to Star Trek. And it's going to be really difficult. Hey, in Star Trek universe, they had to have World War III. So, you know, that happened. Um, Oh,
0: hey, don't read speculation about the international implications of President Trump. We may be on our way there. I'm more than you think.
1: Join the fun! Woo! (laughs) Uh, Star Trek Future. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to work towards Star Trek future.
0: Work for Star Trek, friends.
1: Hey, you know it's the what? Geek down political here, here. Hold on, and know what? I have some other slightly optimistic news. Hmm. Really famously, Oprah Winfrey in the '90s did a on her show. She had some junior members of the KKK or the I oh don't know what are they called the Fourth Reich or I, whatever they call yeah. themselves. And it was a big deal and she always said that she was never going to do a show like that again because they totally, basically took the show from where she wanted it to go. However, the two of those individuals on the show have now, you know how she does that whole channel and she, Yeah. yeah, they are no longer horrible racists. They have rescinded. And have talked to her about how how led astray they were and how wrong they were and how they have so much shame about what they said and what they did and how they felt. Um, and so there's, there is some hope out there that many people who feel a certain way, well, we can help them change their minds. Maybe. But we, there's hope. Yay. do, 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 do.
0: So that's where I'm at, friends. And hopefully y'all are getting through it in your own ways. If there's any consolation for me regarding all of this, it's that um, the results of an election do not automatically make people shut up. It's true. So all of the racists and homophobes and xenophobes out there who feel emboldened. Listen, I got my safety pin on my cardigan. Like, try it in front of me.
1: It's true. And hopefully, even though it, I didn't get back to you, Jordan, uh, <laughs> the reason we do this show is so people kind of have a safe place to listen to some fun stuff and interact with us if they like. And we're, we're here. We're just hanging. You can him hang with us. It's a safe space. Woo!
0: Safe spaces.
1: Speaking of which.
0: Well, let's, let's, let's try something about the only thing, the only thing in the world that could act as a balm for the horrible after effects of the U.S. election, nerd news-wise, actually happened. Caitlin, tell the people.
1: Guys, I hope you're sitting down, because you're going to want to jump up inkly. They're making a Young Justice third season.
0: Young Justice three.
1: Young Justice third season. Is
0: actually happening. This, I, did I, this come out the night before the election? or?
1: I... Th- in, yes i believe it did
0: it came out while i was editing the last episode because yes. that's why we didn't talk about it on that episode because believe me it would have been the first thing
1: well i i almost wish we could just like put out our our facebook conversation because we both both basically had a a glorious meltdown
0: <laughs> just gifts of pe- gifts of people jumping up with glee yeah um
1: I'm so excited. Did you hear
0: about it just before I told you, or was I the one to tell you? It seemed like it was all exploding on. Um,
1: It was just, I think I found out about it just before you, you okay. I think I saw like a Facebook post. Oh, I remember I was in the car. We were driving from getting groceries <laughs> and I almost made um, senior correspondent have a car accident because I did a big gasp and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And, and then your then,
0: messenger exploded with <laughs> me like kicking in the door and just going,
1: what they're doing Justice 3. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, as you can tell, we are very excited about this. So this
0: yes, no, no, November 7th, the day before the election, this was announced. It is officially in production. Warner Brothers Animation announced Season 3 has begun production, promising new twists, turns, and dangerous new threats for the team, but most importantly, the opportunity for fans to finally continue the adventures of some of their favorite superheroes.
1: And hopefully get a certain flashback. Get it? See what I did there?
0: I do see what you did there. <laughs> Fix it, Berlanti. <laughs>
1: You really do need to fix it. For those of you who do not know what we're talking about, you can go back some episodes and listen to Jordan Ferguson have a rant about them maybe, possibly, doing something not so nice to Wally West. Just
0: leave Wally alone. <laughs> Wally letting... is
1: Jordan's favorite Flash.
0: Make Wally great again.
1: <laughs> don't don't build a wall, build up a Wally.
0: Right? Tell me. <laughs> fix it.
1: Fix it. Um, I'm just super excited. Uh, it was an amazingly well-written show.
0: Yeah, if you if you're new and you've never heard us talk about Young Justice before, you can go back and find those episodes. Um, I originally was not super sold on it at the time because I was like, I don't want a show without the Justice League in it. I don't want to watch these like B listers and C listers. Yeah. Um, but it's actually told much better. Than I would have expected. The Justice League is present enough in the show. You get enough of your Batmans and your Supermans and there And as your well. Black Canaries. And your Black Canaries. And your Red Tornadoes. And uh, yeah, it was remarkably well done. One of the better. I probably liked it better than Batman the Animated Series, if I'm being totally
1: honest. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll have is. to is. I'll have to sit on that one and see. Uh, but anyway, so they're making a third season, which we were hoping for. And it's come just at the right time.
0: Yeah, I guess those, those Netflix binge numbers were uh, were sufficient enough. For...
1: And let me tell you, I definitely binged it.
0: Yeah, Lord knows I was at the time.
1: Um, and so on that, as far as uh, if we're talking about television shows about superheroes mm-hmm. and specifically young superheroes, I have some news about uh, a Cloak and Dagger adaptation, a television adaptation to be precise,
0: mm-hmm.
1: coming in 2018.
0: Have they shown up on Agents of Shield already or I clearly neither of us are watching Agents of Shield.
1: Don't but... I don't think so. I think it would probably would have made news if they showed up on Agents of Shield. Possibly. Um I don't think they have though because they're working on um they, I mean there's no casting information or anything and I feel like if they had they would have tried to keep them in the fold um or at least keep the same characters. Um, what's happening though? In that's different is that it is specifically going to be a YA series. Mm-hmm. It's going to appear on um, something called Freeform, which was formerly ABC Family. Um, it is going to. This is coming from uh, Marvel's head of television, Jeff Loeb. Jeff with P H, which is ridiculous. But anyways, Jeff Loeb. It's been- <laughs>
0: What? It's been around for decades.
1: It doesn't matter. It's still. He's had that name for decades. With a ph, I've never had the chance to actually look at his name. Now (laughs) I've looked at it properly, and I am telling you, Jeff with a ph is ridiculous. Silly. Anyways, he says it's it's. They're making it to appeal specifically to a white white audience. So I'm thinking women in their mid twenties to early forties. And yeah, because there's
0: everything targeted to YA. That's, who's, that's who consumes it.
1: Yeah. And uh, there is a, an initial plot script that is getting a rewrite by showrunner uh, Joe Pukaski, who, those of you who know much about Heroes, will know that the big thing he did was Heroes. Um, and that gives me a little the, bit the of the only
0: season of Heroes?
1: Yes. The only one season of the Heroes. The one single season of Heroes? The one amazing, fabulous incredible single series. That's what Joe Bukowski worked
0: on? The sole season of Heroes? Yep. That's okay. it. Okay.
1: Um, so as I was saying, this it gives me hope that they'll get rid of Dagger's gross outfit.
0: What are you talking about? Who doesn't want side boob and navels?
1: It's not even that it's gross. It's that it doesn't make sense. There is no way for it to stick onto her body. Know who did a great comic about it? Hmm. Uh, Kate Beaton. Look up Kate Beat, uh, Beaton, cloak and dagger, amazing, amazing comic about it. Oh, is
0: that from that great Strange Tales anthology they put out a while? Ah, uh,
1: possibly. Where
0: like alt comics people did superhero takes, like the Perry Bible Fellowship did, like a Galactus comic. That's amazing.
1: Um, I'm not sure. All I remember, I I read a lot of Kate Beaton, and seeing a um a boob have a flap come off of it is always hilarious. So yeah, and anyway, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I want to see what they do with it, and the fact that it again it's on going to be on a different network. Marvel's really trying to like branch out, and we'll see what it's like.
0: All right, movie news. Do do do. Sailor Moon R, which was the second Sailor Moon series, the first one to have a theatrical movie attached to it. Yeah, a side story. That movie. Is getting an HD remaster and a theatrical release in 2017. That's cool. Kind of cool. First one I ever saw. Probably my first dip into the toes of, like, the wider anime world. It was purchased for me on a bootleg from one of those, like, you know, weird stores in what passed for Windsor's (laughs) Japan slash Chinatown. And, like, a white clamshell case with a badly Xeroxed... Cover? Just random artwork. just kind of... It's kind of all thrown together. Sorry, friends. Uh, There's like (laughs) somebody has a CD dangling
1: (laughs) on their balcony next
0: door and the sun keeps flashing through the window and blinding me periodically. So sorry for the odd pauses. Uh, Yes. Sailor Moon R was also like the first like uncut Sailor Moon I ever saw because it's when... It was, like, early internet where I started hearing that, like, Sailor Moon had been butchered for the North American audience. So
1: I maybe possibly watched a lot of stuff together on the internet or from <laughs> friends possibly maybe burning stuff for me on CDs. Which one was Sailor Moon R?
0: Sailor Moon R was the one where Tuxedo Mask, as a kid, had, like, bumped, ran into this alien and, like, gave him a flower. Like, been kind to him, basically. Uh, yes. And then this alien had, like, searched the universe for a flower that could repay that kindness but it was like some flower with the ability to like destroy the universe or whatever anyway what was notable to me at the time was in the first like battle you know every every movie 90 minute anime like this you know they're gonna get their ass kicked at the beginning yes and they got their fucking asses kicked like it was bad jupiter went through a phone booth like it was Ooh. like yeah like, I don't
1: they, got, remember. they got the
0: shit beat out of them and i had like what what <laughs> like Usagi got thrown through a plate glass window. Like that's what we were.
1: I'm having a... that's what well, we we're
0: dealing with here in that first in that first battle.
1: I was going to say I'm having a hard time remembering all this, but I watched this a long, long time ago.
0: And you know, the power of love will win the day. You know, whatever. It's it's always a
1: it always does. Friendship.
0: Um, it's magic. So that's cool. And if you're up on the on the Sailor Moon Crystal, and you're unfamiliar with the old one, this is definitely something worth checking out. Uh, movie news that we will not be talking about. Friends, y'all know we have been dancing around this idea of an upcoming movie. Just just ducking out of. Yeah. Just being like, you know what? No hype. No promo materials. No trailers. Down with trailers 2K16. Yep. We keep failing in this endeavor.
1: Super failing.
0: But one popped up this morning, Sunday. And I said to myself, you know what? This is the one. This is the one. Even though I have seen you know, the briefest of... Clips. Clips. Up to this point, I messaged Caitlin. I said, for me, this is the one. You can hop on board with this one or you can pick another one, but like, this is it. So, the Ghost of the Shell trailer is out. Yep. For the live action adaptation, Starling Scarjo. Not watching it. Not watching it. Excuse me. No trailers. No promo. No featurettes. Nope. No magazine cover stories. Nope. No pinups in SFX or Premiere Magazine. Like, none of that. Nope. I'm just out. I I mean, when the movie comes out, maybe I'll even see it. (laughs) (laughs) But.
1: I think I'm pretty sure Jordan and I have watched the same number of things from Ghost in the Shell, and even that I feel like it's tainted, tainted me. Um, but I'm gonna go you saw for like this six
0: one. Six seconds. You saw a vine of her yes. like sitting up in a bed.
1: Yeah, but I am going to um, avoid this trailer, and I'm probably gonna pick something else as well um, that's going to come out sometime next year that I'm not going to watch it all it's gonna be very difficult
0: I as far as Ghost in the Shell I'm probably even more along than you because before this official trailer dropped I had seen the briefest clip of that was clearly like a shot-for-shot shot recreation of that you know garbage man scene from the first movie with the right. camo yeah and, and you know flipping a guy over while she's invisible type of thing like it was basically that scene done live action it, it looked cool I guess I don't know I was watching it on a phone so it was real hard to get a sense of it but you know I'm out nothing nothing to do with this do
1: you think you'll be able to do it
0: oh, it's gonna be hard especially because i'm on an anime group and like already today every five seconds <laughs> it's been like like just scroll down one screen anime board members
1: one do you not screen. think
0: that maybe someone else would have posted this already today
1: they're just but it's excited been easy
0: because it's like introduced by ScarJo. yeah so like if i'm scrolling down and i see some video and i see ScarJo talking it's like nope keeps so as long as as long as scarlett johansson introduces every trailer
1: Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling.
0: <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be all right.
1: You want to know what news we are talking about?
0: What are we talking about?
1: We're talking about the Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey movie.
0: Is there an update on that?
1: Uh, there is. There's a bit of an update, which I think is, is kind of awesome. Um, It has found a writer, uh, which is uh, Christina Hodson. Um, she is really only known for, um, she wrote a, a solo Bumblebee film that's being made. Bumblebee as in the character from Transformers. That's being made, and she just had a movie uh, called
0: not, not like the B movie, the Jerry Seinfeld thing. No, okay,
1: no, it's Bumblebee. I would be worried like, the character. It's yeah. Apparently, there's been some talk for a while about a um, what's it called when a movie has a thing and it's not the central movie. It's a like an offshoot, spinoff, <laughs> spinoff. They're dying, for a while. They've been talking about you... <laughs> it. Hey, it's been a while. I've been really good. Okay. <laughs> I've had a lot going on today. I was in Port Hope this morning. All right. So could take that laugh somewhere else. <laughs> Anyways, there's mm-hmm. been lots of talk for a while about a spin-off Transformers movie. She is the writer of that movie and uh, a movie of hers has just come out called Shut In. I'm kind of just excited that there's a female writer because that's, that's different and awesome. Um, And hopefully it it works out. For those of you who don't know, um, Birds of Prey is usually Black Canary, Huntress, and Barbara Gordon as Batgirl or Oracle. Oracle, Um, So I'm interested to see how they do that with the rest of the DC Cinematic Universe, which I've seen very little of. (laughs) Actually, I haven't seen any of it so far. Well, except for the, the one Superman movie. But that's about it. But I just thought, you know, interesting. I might see that trailer. Well, we'll see. It might be a little ways away. (laughs) You wait a while
0: for that one. I just want to wrap up on this briefly because I I was not aware of it and I was uh, not caught up. Uh, Caitlin was caught up on it and chose not to speak about it because it's awful and stupid. Oh, dear. But it has to be said that it's awful and stupid. This is not for my benefit or even... I'm only bringing it up because maybe some of you listeners don't know about it. And damn it, you need to. And sometimes these things need to be said. We have commented before... As kind of, as far back as the first episode, I believe, that as an example of uh, fuckery. Yes. we That we would try to tear down wherever we saw it, the totem of fuckery that we have long held up is the Milo Minara Spider-Woman cover.
1: Yes, it is.
0: The stupidest thing that's ever been done. At well. Least, at least it was until Frank Cho started having an opinion about things. Oh, Frank Cho. Frank Cho has uh, made a second career out of being an awful person. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, Recently. It's, kind of, it's kind too. Of interesting.
0: Like I hate Mark Miller, but Mark Miller doesn't strike me as an awful person. I just hate all of his work. Right. Whereas Frank Cho, his work is fine sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he's a fine, he's a talented artist, but just as like his inability to take any sort of criticism to his own work before doubling down on his own awfulness is amazing it's it's almost impressive
1: i think it is impressive actually
0: so in speaking of doubling down on your own awfulness for both of them i was unaware that a comic convention called luca which happens in italy decided that it would be just super to host a panel on women and the female form yep as a conversation between Milo Minara and frank Cho. yeah just put all the dumb in one spot and have them go at it People are awful. I don't know what the contents of the panel were. Who cares? It is the fact that as a thank you to Frank Cho for, quote, fighting censorship.
1: I roll. You can't see it, folks, but I'm doing it. Milo
0: Minara gifted, because what Frank Cho would do is when Milo Minara was catching shit for um, this Spider Woman cover, Frank Cho started drawing, you know, artist sketch variants and whatnot of other characters in that position. On all for sticking their ass in the air, including Spider Gwen, who is a child. Yep. Who is a teenager. Solid, classy move. And basically, I don't remember his name. I think it's Rob- Robbie Rodriguez, the artist on Spider Girl. I don't know. He's basically been in a beef with him for like yeah. ever since. Um, so, God bless you, Mr. Rodriguez, for having a soul. Milo Minara gifted Frank Cho with a, an original, and OG painting of Spider Woman. Yep. Spider Woman is uh, has her back. To the camera, basically, she's in fuck me porno pose number three, yep. which is the like back to the camera, one leg up, mm-hmm. looking over her shoulder. What really adds to this is the well-defined labia and camel toe that Milo Minara added to this. I'm not making this up, friends.
1: It's disgusting.
0: It's the grossest shit I've ever seen. And to see these two fuck boys grinning at a camera, just so fucking pleased with themselves. Kiss my entire asshole.
1: Sorry. I just like, it's it's so you're gross not contributing and- to
0: the dialogue. You're just you just you're just yelling and being You know what? Cuz what what the fuck are y'all contributing to the dialogue? I don't have to. I don't have to contribute to any dialogue. You're being awful. You're being awful. Caitlin, as a woman, how does that make you feel? About them? Or just, you know, when two grinning pieces of And listen, I I myself as a piece of, you know, cishet male scum, bristle at the term, <laughs> but you know, when you see a pair of cishet male scum. Um gleefully displaying this
1: this, this is probably going to make you really sad mm. um i'm really, just, you expect I'm, it i'm yeah it's it, it's the first reaction i had when i read the article was god that is so gross i've had to say that so many times in my life so many times while i've been watching anime and out of nowhere there's like a gross disgusting boob shot on a 14 year old it's like that is so gross um and when people's behavior is really awful, I've had to just, that's something as a woman you kind of, you become used to. Um, and the reason I didn't bring it up, because it was just awful. and So
0: typical. And I mean... And so I, typical. And, you know, I read the article on the Mary Sue, boo, boo, that...
1: Is that our fans yes, booing that's us? Yes, people
0: booing. It's people I, booing the Mary Sue. I I um, think
1: just so you know that I think most of our fans probably also read the Mary Sue. I'm just right. putting that out there.
0: You you could do worse, friends. Basically, you know, and the argument is like, listen, you fuckboys can draw whatever you want. Nobody is stopping you. That's what they always fucking misconstrue. Nobody's trying to fucking censor you. The issue is you are working for, you know, a multinational entertainment company. Yeah. With inter- intellectual properties to protect people take issue with the idea that like listen this character is supposed to be XYZ to a certain audience and demographic when you have a dude draw this character with her fucking vag spread no she's not a person anymore she's just something for you to fap over it's maybe not your best move as a business maybe you want to think of that maybe you want to reconsider that Milo Frankie you can still paint whatever the fuck you want and sell it at Luca and whatever convention you go to to the drooling dicks (laughs) pre-come just you know leaking out of their tiny yeah. cocks. Ew, ew. i fired up, Kate. I'm sorry.
1: Only one fired up session, <laughs> a podcast.
0: You are still free to do that. Nobody is stopping you. But guess what? Your freedom to do whatever the fuck you want comes at a price. It means everybody else has the freedom to tell you you're being fucking awful.
1: Yeah. And again, no one's... And that's... We've had this conversation all the time with people saying things... they Things want to be censored or people are trying to get me to stop to do something... Yeah, they have an opinion about it. That that also is their right. They have a right to have an opinion about your work. You don't have to listen to it. Um,
0: and clearly you don't.
1: Yeah. Or clearly you do and you take it really too, like, and really too hard. Like, as I hard. said about
0: the anime fans a while back who were like, you know, quit attacking Keijo and quit saying this stuff's gross. Yeah. If you react that poorly to a criticism of your stuff, yeah, you already fucking know Oh yeah, that you're gross.
1: Yeah. And look, it's your right to be gross, but if someone calls you on it, don't flip out and
0: own your fucking grossness. Yeah, Bukowski was gross. Yeah, he owned it. He just wrote grosser stuff. Yep. So just, just be gross, Frank. Just admit it. It's the one thing I wish.
1: <laughs> that he's grosser, or that he admits his grossness. Just all you gross
0: people would just admit that you're gross. I'd respect you more. Don't hit me with some like freedom of expression bullshit. Just say like you want to be gross.
1: Hey, if you, you want to be left alone to be gross, if you want to tell us that you're going to be gross, you can always do that on <laughs> several of our social medias.
0: <laughs> well, fuck that. I don't want to hear if you're going to be gross. Don't come at me with that. I don't give a shit.
1: I, I, I think no. I think we should definitely. You
0: want to encourage you want to encourage this behavior? Fine. Get at us on Twitter. Well, at Geekdownpod. No,
1: I, I, I don't think anybody will because they're all. The people who listen to us every week and know how we feel about <laughs> because, these things. Because,
0: we're, because we, are, we are encouraging our own filter bubble of like-minded listeners. Yeah. Well, if you would like to hit us up with any grossness you've found, because <laughs> you can't get enough of me throwing my hands in the air and being angry, you can do that uh, on Twitter at GeekdownPod. Uh, Tumblr, sure. GeekdownPod.tumblr.com. Email geekdownpod at com or the Facebook group, which is at
1: www.facebook.com dot dot
0: forward slash
1: geekdownpod. Oh, buck up. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. You just look so sad.
0: This am just done with people this week.
1: I feel like you right now are a meme of like a cat in an alleyway <laughs> and it's raining and there's a cardboard box involved.
0: I am Henri the existential cat.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Well, in an attempt to lighten the mood, yeah, we have picked two very happy things.
1: Yeah, extremely happy we things. Are,
0: we are choosing joy this week, friends, and we are going to come back after this short break to tell you all about them on the Eat Down Podcast.
1: and welcome back to the podcast this is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other um we i was sort of like and i wanted to say something special and important but i had nothing special or important to say so before we get started here are some rules (laughs) jordan The first rule is the rule of three. (laughs) Which is the rule that um, whatever we bring each other, if it comes in segments or episodes or parts, we have to consume at least three of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and...
0: Give the thing a chance to be the thing it's going to be.
1: Exactly. Usually, especially if it's a television show, the first episode can take some time to sort of get its groove and... It's not really enough to tell what a show is going to be and how it's going to develop. The second rule, Jordan?
0: Hashtag save it for the pod.
1: Which is the rule that we will not talk about the things we brought each other or gave to each other um, until we are sitting in front of the mics. Yes. So you get all the the first...
0: Pipe and hot takes delivered straight to your oral doorstep.
1: Exactly. That's very... I like that. Oral doorstep. Oral doorstep.
0: <laughs> Sounds gross.
1: I thought it was I thought it sounded pleasant. But All right,
0: well I'll go with it from that one.
1: Never mind. Um and finally our third rule, which isn't really a rule.
0: Spoilers.
1: There will be spoilers. Um we it, the things we're talking about are new, so or relatively so, so you may just want to hit the road if you do not want to know anything about any kind of new media out there. Bye. Bye. Have some cheese, hide from Trump, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the usual, drink some tea with milk in it, lucky bastards, and uh, I think that's it.
0: We like to alternate. This week, we are going to begin with the thing that Caitlin brought me.
1: Which is Zootopia. I don't usually talk about giving Jordan Disney movies. I don't think he's much of a fan. Maybe some of the classics. I don't know. How do you feel about Little Mermaid? <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, I
0: fucks with like Lion King and Aladdin, and that's like it.
1: Yeah, it. I mean, it, it wouldn't ever stop me from giving you something that you wouldn't like it. But I just didn't think if I gave you some uh, something most of the time that it would really be worth it. Maybe Wall-E. I don't know if you've seen Wall-E.
0: Pixar is Look, a different entity.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Wall-E well, is untouchable.
1: <laughs> Wall-E is untouchable. Apparently. So I've given Jordan Zootopia um, because I really enjoyed it and I thought it was different enough from usual sort of Disney fodder that he might enjoy it too. Um, He likes animals. He likes uh, uh, buddy cop films. So why not? He likes, hey, he likes animated things. I know that. Um, So for those of you who don't know, Zootopia is a 3D animated film from... Disney. It was directed by Byron Howard. He's done lots of Disney stuff. He was the co-director on Bolt and Tangled. um, And he's also a well-known animator. Uh, And then it was also co-directed by Rich Moore, who was also an animator. He worked on The Simpsons and Futurama. And he was the uh, co-director of Wreck-It Ralph, as well as some other things. Um, It is starring this amazing long list of people. Jennifer Goodwin, who people would know from Once Upon a Time as Snow White. Jason Bateman. Idris Elba, which is...
0: Don't think that didn't go unnoticed.
1: Good, because he has a wonderful, wonderful voice. Jenny Slate, Nate Torrance, Bonnie Hunt, Don Lake, Tommy Chong, J.K. Simmons, Octavia Spencer, the wonderful Alan Tudyk, and last but not least, Shakira. They all make voice appearances in the film. And do a pretty fantastic job, in my opinion. The film was released March 4th of this year. So, like I said, pretty new. Um, I mean, Disney has released other things since then. But as far as kids stuff, I think this is the, the newest. And it's basically about a story of a bunny and a fox and them coming together to solve a crime. In this wonderful, magical... Animal world now important, the only creatures to have evolved um in this world to standing upright and using iPods are and uh mammals excluding humans birds have not evolved uh sea life, thank goodness I'm sure f- uh, for Jordan's sake, have
0: fucking out have not gone
1: have not evolved uh so it's just these these both both predators and prey type mammals have evolved they have a well i would say almost futuristic existence um though there are some some things that you could recognize today as them having as well um and i think that's that's a pretty good rundown jordan opening thoughts
0: movie was like yeah for like an hour and 10 minutes got really interesting for like 20 minutes yeah and then went back to eh, for the remaining I will take yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. I didn't have a bad time watching it. But I felt like I had... The problem with this one was, while I had not seen it, I feel like I had heard or, like, scanned across, like, a think piece in Slate once ah. that, like, it said, like, Zootopia is, like, the, you know... <laughs> they may have been trying to liken it to Black Lives Matter. I don't know. But they were, like... Okay. They were really trying to draw a parallel between, like, you know, prejudice and whatnot. I which it, comes into play yeah. very strongly around the, like second third of and for like 10 minutes and
1: also early very early on in the film um there's this idea that uh animals that are considered as prey or weaker than the predatory animals can't be things like cops yes. for instance uh, what the hell is her name judy judy
0: judy the bunny she is there's never been a bunny cop before yeah she so wants to be a cop she
1: wants to be a cop and has this can-do attitude and people are always telling her that it's not possible and she she shows them wrong. But interestingly, so she initially
0: kind of gets hired in like a PR move.
1: Yes. As the she first gets,
0: she gets foisted on the force to be like as part of some initiative.
1: Yes. The the uh, some oh I can't remember what it was called.
0: I don't remember what it was called either. But um, how did you feel with your precious Idris voicing an, an antagonistic character? He's not very nice for most of the movie.
1: He's not very nice in a lot of movies. <laughs> It's it's his range that you, I really you, appreciate. You,
0: you like him better like that, don't you?
1: All I'm saying You is like him when he's a little mean, don't you? He's got range. It just has range.
0: If a if a bipedal yak came yeah. up to you mm-hmm. and tried to put the moves on you, but it had the voice of Idris Elba, yeah. like scale one to 10, how much of a shot does he have?
1: None. I'm basically married.
0: <laughs> For the sake of the argument, Caitlin.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Also... I don't feel about him like that. I just think he's a fantastic actor. Uh-huh. Fantastic.
0: Yep. We want to act with you.
1: Fantastic actor.
0: All night long.
1: Wonderful actor. Run running lines. Great actor.
0: Just running lines. You could help him with his blocking. Could block all blocking, night long. Blocking
1: is important. Mm-hmm. Memorizing lines. Important. Getting into character. Important. And Idris does everything so well. hmm Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why you're laughing. everything I've said is, is completely true. Totally accurate. Totally accurate.
0: Uh yeah, for, for the you know, for the first half of the movie, you're basically dealing with a standard like
1: believe in your dreams
0: type of Disney.
1: Well, you know there's movie. a you know there's a um a mystery to solve, which I think is sort of the what gets you into it, right? Yeah, kinda. Maybe I just really love <laughs> mysteries that much that I will go anywhere for them.
0: Basically, there's there's a missing missing mammals case. There are yeah. ma- 14 mammals who have gone, reported mammals who have gone missing.
1: Specifically, a very sweet otter.
0: <laughs> he is adorable. Um, and <laughs> named Mr. Otterton, I believe is
1: Yes. Yeah, and Mrs. Otterton is voiced by Octavia Spencer.
0: Which I did not catch. And they try to keep Judy just, you know, beat down as a meter maid. She kind of... Fumbles into it. She has a run-in. She gets hustled, basically, by the Jason Bateman character, the fox. I don't remember what his name is. Yeah. Nick? Nick. Um, Nick the fox. And basically manages to connect him to one of the missing mammal cases. And ropes him into helping her try to attract this guy. She's got 48 hours, basically. She's kind of stepped out of the predefined boundaries the police force has put her under as a meter maid yep and has left her with 48 hours to find this find mr otterton or she is going to be forced to resign
1: yep and um i see i thought it they did a really good job of, of drawing people in with the mystery and i think the energy between judy and nick is fantastic they have a great relationship
0: judy kind of bugged me why I just didn't like her voice. I didn't like I think Jennifer Goodwin did a great job with the voice.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> she was so good.
0: Didn't didn't like man, yeah, didn't do much to, for me. Oh,
1: it's I think I don't know. Is this the end of the podcast? <laughs> 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 Jennifer Goodwin is going to be the end of the podcast? No. She I... was
0: fine, but I mean like there have been more memorable voices in Disney movies before. Um And that first half, I thought, was really kind of, like, by the numbers, and it was fine. Yeah. But it was...
1: What part did you say did you think got interesting? Well, so, like, then,
0: spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Basically, what we come to find out is that these missing mammals have gone savage. They have reverted. Yes. To their feral ways. And when they have done so, a shadowy group, uh, controlled by the mayor, Mayor Lionheart... Yep. Um, to try and quell public panic is basically illegally imprisoning these feral mammals. He's not responsible for it. No, we don't need to get into who is, but he's not responsible for it. He was just the one who was trying to contain it. It got interesting. I thought when, as they are announcing to the press that all this has happened and gone down, they throw Judy out there as like the one who cracked the case and with no real media training or anything. She basically kind of phrases things in a way that says, like, well, it's only happening to predators, and basically ends up causing a panic. Yeah. Stoking a fear of predators. Predators. An unfair and unjust fear of predators. It is not that far a line to draw from how perhaps people of color are treated by law enforcement and some of the public at large as well. Yeah. And there's a scene right after that where she comes down from the podium and she had been trying to convince Nick to put aside his, his street hustling ways and, and join the force. And he basically calls her on a lot of the bullshit she just did. And he's basically like, what do you think I'm going to do? do? You think I'm going to like attack you? Do you think I'm going to slash you? And you're going to come at me with that, you know, Fox repellent you've been carrying this whole time. You think I haven't noticed because her dad gave her some, at like the start of the movie. Cause he's
1: a know, country super, super protective bunny. and
0: a country hick. Um, and she's been carrying it around. He's like, you think I didn't notice that? You think I'm going to attack you? And he kind of goes like, and she like, like jumps back and like,
1: goes for you know, the spray. These,
0: these these civilized notions we have of ourselves as people can fray and snap very easily. Yeah, that's obviously been on my mind this week. So when the movie went to that place, I was like, that's very interesting. This is not going to last very long, and everybody's going to be happy again in about five minutes.
1: It's a Disney film, which
0: it was. Uh, I respect that they went there. I feel like a Pixar movie would have leaned into it a little harder, but this is capital D Disney. Yes. So it's not going to be as, you know, you think, you think about the fatties on the, on the wheelchairs and Wally, like that was a pretty slamming condemnation of consumerism and whatnot. Um, I respect that this movie went there even a little bit. It was a bold move for a Disney movie. You can't expect them to stay with it for that long and it didn't, but I respected that it went there.
1: Okay. Well, I mean I'm I'm happy you you somewhat enjoyed it.
0: So, and there were some things that made me that made me laugh. Um anytime like the scale of the smaller mammals was like presented on <laughs> yeah. the screen, she has a the Alan Alan Tudyk doing his best Steve Buscemi, because I thought it was Steve Buscemi <laughs> for the entire movie. Um plays like a weasel of some sort who like had robbed a florist.
1: His last name is Wesselton.
0: <laughs> well there you go. And as Jenny is Judy, Jenny, Ginny is chasing him (laughs) through, like, essentially, like, Hamsterville. Yep. And they're, like, dodging through all, like, the tubes and whatnot, like, and they're, you know, giant comparatively to, you know, Hamstertown, um, or when Nick and Judy end up at, like, a mob wedding. Yes. And his name's Mr. Big, but he's, like, a, you know, mole.
1: He's not, I think, isn't he a vole?
0: Sure. I don't know. But they're basically, like, seated at a table, like, trying to, you know, drink, tiny tiny cappuccinos and
1: tiny cake
0: oh God. tiny cake <laughs> tiny made... cake loved
1: cake tiny cake so much
0: <laughs> any other things that played with the scale like that I found somewhat amusing or endearing um, as far as narratively like with you rattled off all the districts of zootopia yeah in the lead-in obviously we're gonna have to find a reason to go to all of them and show them off yeah so, why
1: else make districts if you're not gonna go to them
0: right um, I'm just not a huge Shakira fan, so oh. her, her omnipresence in, in the film was somewhat upsetting. Um, what the hell? Oh my God. The dude, the front desk cop.
1: Oh yes. Uh, he's fat, a cheetah. The
0: fat cheetah who gets like a donut stuck in his <laughs> neck full. <laughs> he's
1: like, there you go, you little rascal.
0: <laughs> like, you're all right. But it's like, it's, and he comes in later on when this whole like, you know, fear of predators things is now everywhere um they transfer him down to records because and she's like where judy's like where are you going he's like oh well you know they thought a predator shouldn't be the first person you see when you come into the police station so they're sending me down to records in the basement (laughs) like that's not a thing that doesn't happen no in
1: the real world. world where
0: some people decide a nice pleasant white face should be the first thing you see when you arrive at a place yeah it happens uh, I respect that a Disney movie, who Lord knows has not been innocent of doing similar things nope. throughout the decades, put that sort of subject matter in one of their movies. So, I mean, like compared to like Pixar movies, it was not on the level of that, I didn't think at all. It was fun. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I wasn't like, when will this be over?
1: Like some of the other things I've given you. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, what's your rating then?
0: It is like a 7.5.
1: A 7.5? Yeah. Oh. That's better than I was thought it would be, so I'm very happy about that. It
0: had enough that I that I enjoyed. It wasn't it was almost overlong, but not quite. And I, you know, I will give it many points for throwing some dirty SJW talk in there. Shouts to you, Disney.
1: Yeah. So Excellent. what
0: wasn't bad? That's on that's on the Netflixes in yep. Canada at least. I don't know I don't know how it plays in the rest of your worlds, but it is on there, and you could do worse for a Saturday night than.
1: And watch Yeah. Excellent.
0: Terrible, terrible song, though. That Shakira song that she sings at the end.
1: <laughs> I do not recall it.
0: It's not good.
1: I don't, I think, dislike Shakira as much as you do, so...
0: <laughs> oh, and I did enjoy, I did greatly enjoy, so while they're on the hunt for Mr. Otterton, they track him down to like a, uh, like a yoga retreat type of thing. Yes. And <laughs> if your mind wants to go there, and I have a mind that will go there, um... So they're all naked, naked, meaning they're not wearing clothes. Like yeah. they're just animals. Like they're just yeah. in their natural state and they're trying to ask for information. And it's like, they're talking to this elephant yoga instructor Yeah. and it's just all like sticking her ass out in yeah. the face or like spreading her, bu- spreading her lungs and whatnot. <laughs> and it's really kind of borderline. <laughs> you know, it's, it's filthy if you're going with the like, oh, she's naked she's basically just like splaying her genitals. It's a yeah. cartoon animal. It has no genitals. But yeah. like, if your mind wants to go there and my mind will, cause I'm a pig. Um, that was, and Judy's constant
1: discomfort,
0: <laughs> horror at what's being displayed in front of her was, uh, was amusing as well. But yeah, Zootopia, it was a good time.
1: Good. Excellent. Are we moving on? I think we're moving on.
0: Well, does this even need any introduction?
1: I don't think so. Maybe, oh, can you play at this part of the podcast? Can you play the opening song? Cause I could listen to the opening credits. Real
0: big on the opening song
1: forever we'll
0: we'll put that i'll put that in i'll I'll lay that in somewhere friends given the week that was and given how often this item has come up on the show just from my own watching
1: yeah
0: i was like what caitlin was like what am i watching this week and i was like well i mean do you want this thing should we even like dedicate a segment to this thing like like, and, I've, I've talked, we talked about it too much as it is. And,
1: and I jumped on it.
0: Caitlin replied in all caps
1: I want that thing. <laughs> yep.
0: So, friends, it's time. Let's get into some Yuri on Ice.
1: One, two, three, two.
0: Um, Yuri on Ice, as has been mentioned so frequently on this show, is a 2016 anime from the fall season this year, directed by my love, Sayo Yamamoto, previously of Michiko and Hatchin, previously of Lupin the Third, the woman named Funiko Mine, Fujiko Mine, excuse me, and written by, co-written by Yamamoto and Mitsuru Kubo. It is animated by Studio Mappa. And it is a figure skating sports anime. Yes, it is. An anime set in the world of competitive figure skating. I'll run this down super briefly, because do I really need to go over the plot? Because basically, if you make it to the third segment of the show, you've been getting week-to-week updates. Is the story of Yuri Katsuki, who is a professional figure skater in Japan. Uh, he carried the hope of the country with him, basically, going into the professional Grand Prix competitive tournament or... However, it was set up. It's been a while since I saw the early episodes. He boofed it completely. Yep. Came in last, I believe.
1: Choked on the, yeah, he came in last, choked on the pressure.
0: Choked. Could not handle it. Um, First place that year was taken by the god of figure skating, Victor Nikiforov, who, after winning that competition, decides he is uh, taking a bit of a sabbatical. From active competition. He,
1: he doesn't know if he wants to continue or not.
0: Wondering if he's done everything he can do. He's 27, I believe. Yeah. And as has been mentioned, Yuri kind of goes with his tail between his legs back to his hometown. Meets up with one of his old friends who he used to skate with when he was a kid. And for her, just as like something for her, he, he performs Victor's last competitive program. Nails all the jumps. Yep. Flawless because no one's around. He's under no pressure. He can do it seamlessly. His friend's daughters end up filming him doing it, post it on YouTube. It goes, quote unquote, viral in the figure skating community. It gets back to Victor. Victor watches it and says, Hmm. hmm. And Victor decides he will go to Japan and coach Yuri and be his coach and lead him to glory. Yes. In the next Grand Prix tournament. Yes. Not happy about this is...
1: Other Yuri. Other
0: Yuri, who they call Yurio. They start calling him Yurio at one point.
1: He's Russian Yuri.
0: Yuri. Yuri Pilecki, who had also been kind of getting unofficially trained by Victor, and Victor made some promises to, and uh, also had had a run-in with Japanese Yuri on the night of his failure at the Grand Prix when he caught him crying in the bathroom.
1: What is... Oh, he calls him the... The the Japanese Yuri calls uh, the Russian Yuri the Russian punk.
0: Because... They were in different divisions at that point, I believe. Uh, Russian Yuri may have won the juniors, I think, or so, something. Yeah. He had just won the junior tournament, and he was basically like, "Listen, I'm coming through. If you can't deal with it, get the fuck out."
1: There, there's only room for one Yuri in this competition. Ain't,
0: ain't got no time for you with your pansy ass. Yeah, like deal with it or get out. And that's where we are. It is the it is the. It's basically one long comeback story, and it's soups gay.
1: And it is amazing. I wish it was gayer, but that's that's a conversation <laughs> well, for a little bit step later. step on the
0: question, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin, yeah. did you live up to all the hype I'd been giving you about Yuri on Ice? It
1: was fantastic. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. There were moments that you had even told me about as we were talking about it or you were giving me sort of updates that I went <gasps> to while they were happening. <laughs> um, it is funny. It is well-written. The animation is fantastic. Um, it's just... a. Joy to watch. I just wish it was, as I said before, gayer.
0: Um, and I've been trying to read up on this because I don't know how, quote unquote, yaoi or BL boys love that sort of thing. Yeah, how that really plays. Um, there are people. I'm not going to really try to get into it because I have not done enough reading about it, and there are people smarter than me who have been actually posting on Twitter and writing articles about this about. Basically, the gist I get, even from something like Keijo, of all things, because yeah. um, there was a character recently on Keijo who was super into BL or Boys Love, yeah, and it's suggested from her, whether it's just her as a character or it's a you know cultural thing in Japan, that it's something to be ashamed of, that it's not like a real popular thing, and that if you're super overt with it, maybe you're painting yourself into a corner right. in regard to the Japanese audience at large. I don't know if there are articles about that or commentary on that, that I have not seen, please hit me up with that. I'm super interested to know. So regards to the, how gay it gets. Yeah. Um, I've even seen it commented or opined that like, it's so gay. It stops being an issue. Like, like they don't need to, like, it's clear that, you know, Victor and Yuri do their thing. They hang Yuri competes. They do whatever they go for dinner and then they go home and bang. Like, it's pretty like, really, (laughs) People are just opining that. It's like, oh. it's like from what they know of like gay relationships. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they definitely bang it. Oh, but really? It's not just like a. It's like, who. No, there are subtleties in the language. They no, yeah. do speak Japanese. I don't get that. Or like the way that Yuri reacts to things. Like, did you just watch the three or did you just. Binge? I, I could oh.
1: only watch the three. I desperately wanted to watch it beyond that, but I, I for computer reasons, I could only watch the three.
0: There have been things in later episodes where, like,. You know Victor got drunk and he was like naked at the ramen place or whatever yeah. <laughs> and you start meeting other figure skaters as you get further into the dumb I think in the three pitch it the um, the tie skater it's a friend of Yuri's
1: that doesn't show up
0: doesn't I nope. thought he called no that might they haven't done the competition the two Yuris have not competed for
1: yes they have
0: they have hmm huh.
1: maybe he does show up really briefly
0: Yuri's trying to get music, basically. He's trying to find somebody's number and he calls his old friend.
1: Oh, they, they did they did the the Eros versus um and There's
0: a piece of music called Yuri on ice that he gets later on. Oh yeah, um, no, that hasn't happened yet. Okay, that might have happened in episode four. Um which might have been just for the um the first like actual cup competition, like the Japanese right. stop on the on the Grand Prix tour, the qualifiers. There's a moment where he's out with this old friend of his They're at like the China. Cup, I think. Okay. And Pidget, like, posts something on Instagram. And it's like, your reaction has nothing to do that he's, like, being groped by, you know, this half-naked Russian. It's that they're, oh, they're going to think I was fooling around. They're going to think I don't take competition seriously. Right. Like, the optics of how it looks, the optics of the potential gayness... Yeah. It's like not an issue. It's just not a concern for them. Yeah. It's more like, oh, they're not going to think I'm serious about competing.
1: Which is. So one of the things <clears throat> I, l- I loved about the gayness is because there's a, there's a conversation that has been going on for a while in men's figure skating about what is men's figure skating. Mm. Um, according to Elvis Stoico, men's figure skating is supposed to show strength. Um, But for others, they say, why can't men's figure skating also show beauty? Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, there is the uh, figure skater known as Johnny Weir. Um, He... uh, I can't remember. I think it was the last Olympics. There was... uh, SNL did a whole bunch of funny skits about it. There was... A lot of people were upset that Johnny Weir was so flamboyant, Mm -hmm. which kind of stupid because that's the kind of figure skating he does that's the kind of character he is um but a lot of people again were coming out saying oh well then that's not men's figure skating men's figure skating is all about strength and hmm. speed and footwork and so there's been a, a lot of talk about that and in your you on ice Victor's all about doing things that are different and showing sometimes both sides and that first skate off that you the yuris have i mean we again we talked about this in early earlier episode when you're doing updates but yuri japanese yuri um does he basically dances in a way um and moves like a woman would because as Vic- a seductive thing
0: yes victor has two pieces of both called on love one's called agape yeah. one's called eros and you would think because Russian Yuri is so much more aggressive, yep. he would give Eros to that Yuri and Agape to the more demure Japanese Yuri. But Victor's like, nope.
1: No, no let's change We're gonna it, it
0: We're going to flip it. We're going to see. Uh, so Yuri, Japanese Yuri, has to figure out a way to access that seductiveness.
1: And and first, because he hasn't had any relationships, the first thing he, he settles on is... The pork pork bowl, which he absolutely adores. And he's not allowed to have until he wins a competition because he gains weight too easily, which again, (laughs) all of this is just amazing. Um, And so that's the first thing he settles on. And then he's thinking about it and he's going, no, this is not good enough. So he gets an old friend of his who is a dance instructor, a ballet instructor, to show him basically how to move like a woman and be the seductress. Instead of a male seductor, and decides to basically skate for Victor, who he is basically in love with. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those things where he, he has, idolizes
0: him as a fellow professional, but it's, but
1: also there is an undercurrent there's there. There's Lots
0: of stuff going on, yeah. There,
1: um, and even I mean, I watched the um, the dubbed version, and they actually did a pretty the dub good. is out already. Yeah. I watched the dub version. It's, yeah. it's actually quite well done. Hmm. Most dubs I don't like, but this one I, I liked. And I don't know if this happens in the sub version, but when uh, Yuri does the look at Victor, Victor whistles. Yeah. yeah. Which is just is just one of those moments that you're just like, damn. Yuri
0: just has his like, he just flips his head up and looks straight yeah. at Victor and just the way it's cut, like bang, bang. And Victor
1: yeah exactly and it's it's just a great moment and they have lots of these great moments so- and they
0: keep flaunting those there's a moment yeah. where before i don't remember why and it's a mild spoiler for you but at the at the china cup stop i don't know why he does it um but it's like there's a moment where yuri goes over to victor and yuri gets like real aggressive in this performance yeah and gets like the best score that he's ever like had and by the way i get actually tense Watching the performances. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, that's how I get about watching um, ice skating, because I used to figure skate. Mm. And I know how difficult some of this. Stuff, I mean, I didn't do it very long, but I know how difficult it is. And every time they go for a jump. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh.
0: it goes up. And this is not even like it has been predetermined by outside forces whether or not he's going to nail that. Yes. jump. But I'm still like, <clears throat> um, but he's for some reason, maybe it's just like the air of like it's a, it's a level up of competition. Besides, I've really got to, like, go for it. And he gets super aggressive. And he, like, goes over to Victor. And there are people around who have, like, known Victor for years and are, like, you know, somewhat flirting with him or whatever. Yeah. And Yuri goes over and Victor's at the edge of the rink. And Yuri goes over and, like, grabs his hand but, like, interlocks fingers. And I think I actually sent you this image. He, like, puts his forehead right against his and it's like, don't don't you dare look at anything but me.
1: Oh, snap. <laughs> it's like, woo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they
0: lean into it real hard like they might not ever kiss on the show but it doesn't matter because it's like
1: and that i mean that's a whole other maybe it
0: matters if you're
1: it matters to me as i always say enough is not good enough does that make like just enough is not yeah yeah. like like when people are like oh well they've those are
0: accusations of bait and get thrown out right like
1: yeah And, and not even just that just having more queer representation is so important but the show besides all the um gayness which is amazing um the show itself just is it balances really well between dramatic and funny like the nosebleed thing that you had again (laughs) told me about but when i saw it i was i was laughing so hard
0: victor is presenting the routines that the two yuris will do as he leads into the uh eros performance yeah he does the like look up yeah. at the crowd and Yuri's childhood friend just like explodes into a nosebleed. And then
1: later on a little bit later the um the other the Russian Yuri is like can someone please help me? Like cuz she's still bleeding on the floor. Um there are just yeah, there are small moments that are um are funny and balanced well in general um the writing is great. Again, the the animation that they do for the skating fantastic. They really don't It reminds me of Kids on the Hill in that they don't skimp on Mm -hmm. the animation. Like, on Kids on the Hill, they show... Slope. Kids on the Slope. Kids on the Slope, they show um, the main character playing the piano. They could have just showed his hands moving, but no. They show his fingers on the keys. In this, they, they do great work showing the skates and the footwork and the jumps. Um
0: so the choreography, I should probably shout this out. All yeah. this all the skating choreography is done by Kenji Miyamoto, who is a professional figure skater. He retired in 2006. He primarily did pairs it looks like. He did ice dancing. He won a couple medals in the Asian Winter Games. Don't know how he did in the Olympics, but like they have put their work in. Like he is yeah. the consultant, he's the one who has done all of the choreography for these characters. They're actual like routines. They're not just, you know, winging it and pulling it out of their ass.
1: Yeah. So it's it's excellent um very impressive i've really enjoyed watching it i want to watch more and i think everyone out there should watch it too even if you don't like anime i think you should just give it a try
0: and i mean this is clearly this is like the show of the season yeah which i kind of suspected it would be like i was on you know you can check the receipts friends you can go back and like because i love michiko and hodgson so much when this when it was mentioned that her next show was coming i was on this show early and just like waiting for it so i'm Actually very impressed with fandom, I guess, that it's, I don't know how it's doing in Japan, but at least in North America, it seems like it is definitely one of the shows of the season. Do,
1: do the, does the community know how long it's going to be? How many episodes they're expecting?
0: According to everything I've looked at, we do not know how long this show is going to run for. Forever. Uh, hopefully the, the standard is 12 as we know. Which I don't like that idea because it means we're like halfway done. Well, uh, not me.
1: I'm a, only a quarter way done. Um, Mitch
0: and Hatchin ran for 24, I think. So yeah. it's um, with the amount they have still have left to get done. Although it, it's paced pretty well, it moves pretty quick. They don't leave you hanging too long on
1: True. if
0: Thanks. they go into a, if it's it's if it's competition time. Yeah. You find out how it ends kind of in the same episode. Yeah,
1: and that is a really nice departure from, like, Food Wars that, like, just... <laughs> well, strew- early
0: Food Wars. Second season Food Wars sped it up a lot. But.
1: Uh, It was still, like... It's still... It's still... You'd have to watch the... that That's part of the obsession, right? Is finding <laughs> out who won, so...
0: So, as far as where we are now um, with the show, yeah, Yuri has short program in the China Cup over. He's in first place. Um... He's got his personal best scores, the best he ever skated in his life, but he's going to, uh, he's going into the free program. Yeah. In the next episode. Um, yeah, fandom just stops when this show uploads. Excellent. Like, just. That's good to know. Um, there are many of us who are very, very amped about this show. So, if we didn't get your, your official. Yuri on Ice is sitting in the kiss and cry. It's waiting to find out. How do you it's...
1: have to ask the kick punches? It's 10 out of 10.
0: Saya Yamamoto is like She's your queen. It. She
1: is killing it.
0: Friends. I don't know, the air horn.
1: But... It's the second
0: <laughs> 10 out of 10 in the history of the Geek Down podcast for Yuri on Ice. Yeah. How do you feel about the fan service?
1: I mean, I've seen, um, I've seen Victor... With his shirt off once, and they think they replay that scene when he's doing the "My name's Yuri" blah mm. blah, blah, blah. Like, like they replayed that thing. He's like, "Why is he here and why is he naked?" Like, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, so that's really all I've seen. Okay. Uh,
0: we'll check. We'll check back once you get caught up.
1: Yeah, and I, it doesn't even compare. Like, there are no <laughs> like crotch shots there are no, no i'm weird saying as angles. a, a
0: follow-up i'm not saying to compare the do i'm saying as a follow-up of like our you know our ongoing discussion of what fan service for women can look like it's I, not good enough i, I tried i tried b project and that was like you weren't having that no no Be- better but still not good enough
1: It's it's okay they're all just so skinny <laughs> just tiny little twig people
0: Caitlin really wants Takeo from My Love Story to age up to like the legal age and then start rocking around with his shirt off. That's what, that's what Kate's here for.
1: I don't know. Remember who that is? The
0: big burly guy from the, from My Love Story?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Though they made him look weird at the same time. I'm very picky.
0: When will we find an anime character <laughs> Caitlin will find attractive?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: The search continues. Well, that's a 10 out of 10 for yeah. Yuri on Ice. You can look forward to both of us rhapsodizing about that for at least the next month and a half
1: um updates
0: updates um so Yuri on ice obviously i can't keep staying caught up on that um keijo's still stupid as shit
1: you're still watching it
0: i can't help myself i can't help myself um is still on still watching Izetta. there was a they have gone to britannia I'm trying to remember the proper names in, yeah. the, in the show They've gone to Britannia. They were trying to, like, forge allegiances and whatnot. There was a very well-done battle with Azetta by herself versus, like, an aircraft carrier, but it was a trap. They were trying to lure her into it mm-hmm. to basically the shadowy glasses dude on yeah. the German side. It was basically a setup to try and, like, confirm this suspicion that her powers are wonky. Yeah. she'll be the area where they had parked this aircraft carrier was like right between a really strong spot and between a really dead spot. So she'd be like zipping around on the gun with like these four torpedoes behind her, like trying to drop them properly in the best spots for the aircraft carrier. And she'd like hit a dead spot and like just fall into the lake or whatever. And they were like, Oh, what's going on there? Ooh, also shouts to Azetta. remember how I thought we were talking about how that Pidge character, we were like, ah, I think he's probably going to be like a major thing. Cause he's like, you know, the one who's, Probably... He's the only other one who knows about Azetta's The secret of Azetta's powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadowy ponytail guy finds out he was there. Okay. Because he dropped his, like, family photo or whatever. So they figure out it was him. He was probably there type of thing. They come across him as the spy in the infantry. Is basically trying to get it out of glasses. Right. Like, he shot him in the leg and he's like, hit an artery. You're gonna need help. You're gonna bleed out in, like, ten minutes if you don't... If I don't get you help, tell me what you know. And he, like won't do it or like he's about to and i'm like oh my god <laughs> and then bullets ring out and ponytail dude and his associate uh did they get him i don't remember if they shot him or not but chase the guy off and ponytail guy is like you know are you whoever are you your name he's like yes he's like he's like would you do anything to protect to defend your country
1: yeah
0: and he's like yes he's like then i'm sorry uh, bam no way like, you are not afraid to go there is that a- it is that has gone he- dark. War as hell, friends. Um, I'm not going to say I don't. I can't list off all the examples where like stupid fan service is there, but there has been stupid fan service. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I totally did not notice that thing in the opening credits that you mentioned—the weird, <laughs> like panning naked shot yeah. with the barrel of the gun just like there. And I'm yep. like, so now every time it happens, I'm like,
1: sorry. That, fuck you did. That's why I'm here. You did
0: it have to. And flip flappers is still weird. I don't think I'm caught up. Um, the Mad Max episode was kind of Mad Max ish, not Mad Max ish enough, in my All opinion. Right. But there was there was a desert. There were weird punks and masks and stuff, and it's animated really well. I don't know where the hell it's going, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a week to week show, but I will definitely keep my eye on it. That's where I am on updates. I have not seen the Crown, which I am upset about. I have. How's that going?
1: You mean how is it done? Did you fucking
0: watch all? <laughs> how long is that show? How many know, episodes is that show? I
1: don't know what you're talking about. It dropped it's, on Friday. It's fine. It's fine. It did not drop on Friday, actually. It dropped. Sorry, it dropped
0: a week from Friday. Yes. It dropped the fourth.
1: So, yeah, maybe. God, it's maybe. almost like somebody
0: who watched 11 episodes of Luke Cage in a weekend is indignant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and you know what? You. I wasn't expecting to watch it. But it's. It's really good.
0: Was it just like a thing like you fell into it because it was there or like it's actually good?
1: No, it's actually actually good. Now, some of it is because I love history Mm. and recent history is pretty fascinating. Um, Also, Matt Smith's butt. I'm just going to say it. It's
0: just Matt Matt Smith's butt. Matt Smith's butt. Um, Come for the history. Stay for Matt Smith's butt.
1: it, It is a really interesting take. It's very white and very British. Um, which, what, kind of, what were you expecting? Yeah. They do, in some instances, when they have, like, crowds and populations and sort of not the wealthy aristocrats, try and show people of different backgrounds. But I always think they can show more. But anyways, that's just a, a hang-up of mine. Um, it's really interesting. I don't know why they made this show. I don't know if they were trying to go from for, like, a modern Game of Thronesy vibe. But... I kept I me Netflix, watching. I
0: think Netflix is just out there trying to like widen their base, right? Like- I
1: also think you know what it is. There is no Jane Austen on Netflix, really. <laughs> I know this because I search maybe twice a week to see if anything's been like. There's North and South, which is amazing series. Anyone who's interested in Jane Austen, though, it really is. It's fantastic. Um, but there is no real. There's some British stuff, um, but I think. If you kind of want an upper classish people with the prefix baron kind of television show, they've done this for you. Um, and I think it is a modern, or I think it is an interesting take on the present royal family. Um, and yeah, and it had some things in there I didn't know about. And then it, it showed some things I didn't know about, which was kind of neat.
0: <laughs> it, it's hysterical because I was at, before we recorded today, I went for brunch. With uh, my longtime friend and fan of the show, Greg, and his wife Armelle. Hi,
1: Greg. It was nice to meet you.
0: Um, and <laughs> we were talking about The Crown on the way, after on the way to the car after brunch, or we talked about it at brunch, and then like on the way to the car, Greg would just because Greg's really been enjoying it. <laughs> oddly enough, Armelle is very much into into the Royals. Yeah. Um, she's been you know she grew up in France. She's been a fan. She's followed them most of her life. Greg really didn't care one way or the other, but as we're walking to the car, he's like. Did you know that Prince Philip was like Greek royalty before he, before he married it? Like, yes.
1: he's like, he's like just
0: filled with knowledge about the royals now from watching the crown.
1: Yeah. And he, and he, and he gave it all up. Um, but anyway, so I ended up just totally binging that. Maybe I was getting over something really horrific <laughs> that happened. Um, and that's why I did it. Uh, uh oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I was going to say, and I've also, uh, finished flu bag.
0: Ah, yes. How was that?
1: Good and incredibly sad. That last episode. Oh my god! Is difficult.
0: Devastating.
1: It is so difficult. When
0: her fucking sister turns on her, like
1: yeah, oh that my god. that is so bad. I yeah, I I between um four and five and then six, I had to take a break as it was, and then after six, I was like inconsolable, <laughs> like yeah. everything sucked. But you know, they do a good job of sort of. Ending it on a on a better note.
0: It's almost optimistic. It's almost, it, as they kind say,
1: of. there are there are erasers on the bottom of pencils because people make mistakes.
0: Does the banker say that, or?
1: Um. Well, initially, her best friend says that, ah. and then she says it once, and then the, and then she says it, I think, to the banker. Um. So yeah, there is hope for the future. She's just gone through a Trump presidency yeah. there's
0: her, her life has become a trump presidency at yeah. that point there
1: is there is hope for the future
0: oh my god In that fucking line with her dad she's with her dad for like two minutes yeah when things have gone to shit yeah and what is he
1: he says basically that she she ruined his life or or along those lines is that the one you mean where they're against the no, car yeah
0: i don't remember it's like he it's his one like moment of outreach to her and it's actually like a genuine Oh, moment. oh, yeah. He's like something about, they always say dads will break their daughter's hearts to, or like type of thing, but they don't know it's the other way around. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember what he says, but it's like the one moment of like actually admitting to her that he loves her and like wishes he knew how to help her type of thing. Yeah. And then his god awful wife comes out. And, oh, and
1: her that episode, she just steps it up to oh, a whole. Oh, she's just leaning
0: into the smug bitch. Like
1: a whole other level it's yeah. So it was brutal and but there are parts that it made me l- genuinely laugh out loud. Like then fa- again, the faces, the faces are just so good. Um so yeah, it was and it yeah, it was it was really really good. It's really well written. Again, go check it out. Um If
0: you don't like, listen, we don't may not get another season. Doesn't need another season, really. No. That could be that could be the story. It could be fine. 6 episodes. Less than three hours every time you can get an amazing story.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, As far as, like, you know, comfy things, things that maybe I should have saved for, you know, this week... And as far as international Netflix, did we talk about Tokyo Diner yet? Did I ever bring that up? No. What is this? Tokyo Diner is a show that was on Netflix. Uh, It popped up on Netflix. Apparently, it has been on the air on and off in Japan for years. Okay. Um, And Netflix and its Netflix move just for a Japanese property instead of, you know, a British or American property. Yeah. was like, yeah, you're going to make some more. Oh. Because they they got to get global, right?
1: Is it an anime? Is it live action? No, it's live action. Okay.
0: It's about a guy... Who's only ever known as the master or master mm-hmm. he owns a diner in Tokyo it is open from midnight to seven a m yeah, and each episode is just about uh some of his customers who come through that's amazing and it's super comfy and nothing ever really happens
1: sometimes <laughs> gets, that's a good thing
0: gets weirdly adult at sometimes right there's one episode that's about this guy who's a basically a porn actor yeah comes to the uh comes to the restaurant a lot and One of the regulars is, I believe, she's a real estate agent, perhaps? Okay. They all have, like, there are, like, four or five regulars that are always there. They kind of pop up in each episode, but most episodes are about a new person that will come in. Oh, and his gimmick to the restaurant, he's open from midnight to seven. His actual menu only has, like, four things on it, but he'll make whatever people want, provided he has the ingredients. Yeah. So every episode is named after a different food, and every person that comes in has a specific thing that he wants them to make. Yeah. It's not, like, Food Wars-level
1: no, no. Thing.
0: But the food is all made. Like it's real food that they're yeah. eating and that they make, um, which gives an extra bit of comf to it. <laughs> um, so
1: definitely eat. while well, if you if you decide you, to watch this you're show. You're going to be
0: eating if you're watching it. Uh, but you know, this episode with the porn actor, he's just there and some of, the, some of the dude regulars who are around there recognize him. And it's like, oh man, you've slept with so many women, blah, blah, blah. And one of the female regulars has come in with a client of hers and his client's wife And as it turns out, the client's wife did what they call an AV film, audio, adult video film Uh, when she was younger type of thing. And she only ever did one and it was with this dude and she recognizes him, but he doesn't recognize her right away. And her husband is older than her. I don't remember the reason why they got married. It was kind of a business mm -hmm. arrangement sort of thing. Right. Um, Then they came to love each other. And this was this terrible secret of hers that she had that she did when she was low on money before they met type of thing, and they are about to start engaging on an affair when she, the porn actor and the wife, yeah, when they discover that or she learns that her husband has died, and oh. yeah, but then the porn actor doesn't hear from her for like the longest for like a couple months I think like a couple months go by in the uh, in the time of the show, and. The porn actor is at the diner. He's just having whatever he's into. Might have been a park bowl, actually. <laughs> um, Ten Dan's Really, really the sponsor of the show this week. And the now widow comes in and she's like, uh, she's like, I need you to come with me. And it goes with her and she's talking about this thing that her husband had left her. It was in an envelope type of thing and it was a key. And they go to the storage locker and she opens up. This, he has she has him open it up and he opens it up and just. Copies and copies and copies of this video that she was in fall out of the locker. Oh my God. And he's like, is it every copy? And she's like, probably It's everyone he could ever find. Her husband knew, did everything he could to like remove it wow. from the world to protect her. And just like, yeah, kept them, kept them locked up. And she's like, so you get why I can't ever be with you. Wow. And what super, t- and that's like, Listen, most of the episodes are literally about nothing. Yeah. That's probably the heaviest episode in the run. I think it's 12 episodes, um, half an hour each. And what's super charming about the show is at the end of every episode, the actors, kind of as their characters, but kind of not, are sitting around the diner giving details about how to cook the food from that episode. (laughs) So at the end of that episode, the wife... The actress playing the wife is like, you know, the key to making a good you know pork don is to, you know, you want to do this, 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 and this. And then it'll, it'll like cut. And the husband who is dead is yeah. still sitting there <laughs> eating the pork don with the porn, a- with the porn actor. And they're like, oh, so good. And she's like, <laughs> bats her hands on and yeah. It's like, good night. <laughs> every episode ends like that. I just thought that was super charming. <laughs> like, amazing. but anyway, yeah, listen, if you're having a terrible week, given the state of the world, you, you check out tokyo diner i think it's called midnight stories tokyo diner or some combination of those words that's all on netflix it's uh don't go in looking for super excitement but it's you know you know i'm a f- fucking weeaboo so i just <laughs> like to see japan i like to like in this little diner down an alley in japan it's like super cozy and that's cool and comfortable and yeah it was uh it was great enjoyment what, uh, Caitlin's got to go. She got a heart out, but I do want to say watch SNL. Tribe was on it. Chappelle was on it. It was really good. He he went in on the current. He was certainly the right host for this moment in time. Excellent. So you should definitely check that out. Kate's got a heart out. We mentioned all the ways you can get at us on the program earlier. Do that. You want know, to do the Facebook group for him one last time? www.facebook.com dot dot forward slash
1: geekdownpod.
0: That is about going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. We hope you will join us next week for another episode of the Geek Down podcast. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: And my name is Kate McKinnon.
0: Kate, have a great time at role playing. Friends, have a great time doing whatever you're doing. And we will see you again back here next week. See
1: See you next week.
0: the mic, up?
1: <laughs> this is ridiculous
0: cannot work under these conditions <laughs>